This is the Chamber Chat Podcast, the show dedicated to chamber professionals to spark ideas and to get actionable tips and strategies to better serve your members and community. And now your host, he would love any tips on how to get rid of gophers from your yard. He's my dad, Brandon Byrne. Hello, Chamber Champions. Welcome to Chamber Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Burton, and it's my goal here on the podcast to introduce you to people and ideas to better help you serve your chamber members and your community. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let everyone know about our Chamber Pros Planner giveaway raffle that we're doing this year. We did it last year, but uh, Izzy West has been kind enough to uh, partner with the podcast again to give away five Chamber Pro Planners for 2023. So any of you listening, if you leave a review for the show, either an Apple podcast or even on Facebook under the Chamber Chat podcast page, and send me a screenshot at brandon at chamberchatpodcast.com. I'll enter you into a raffle to win one of Izzy West's 2023 Chamber Pro Planners. Our title sponsor is Holman Brothers Membership Sales Solutions. Let's hear from Tony Felker, President and CEO of the Frisco Chamber, to learn how the Holman Brothers have provided value for him. One of the key benefits that we've realized from Holman Brothers actually happened many years after we started using them. We just completed our new strategic plan and understanding those subtle differences between transactional benefits and transformational benefits, the companies that use what they expect has been a key part in our strategic plan. And we really want to thank Holman Brothers for that. You can learn more about Holman Brothers membership sales solutions by visiting holmanbros.com. Our guest for this episode is Tammy Welbrock. Tammy's been serving on, in multiple roles in the chamber industry since 2009. First, she served as a board member for two years before that same chamber, the Hayes Chamber of Commerce, hired Tammy as their president and CEO. Under her direction, the chamber was a 2013 ACCE finalist for Chamber of the Year. After nine years in this role, Tammy launched her own professional consulting, training, and coaching business. Girl Twin Solutions, LLC. An aspect of her business includes serving as interim executive leadership roles, such as Fort Hayes State University Alumni Association, Colby Thomas County Chamber of Commerce, and Pratt Area Chamber of Commerce. She enjoys the challenge of leading organizations through through transformational change. Tammy received her BA and her MS in communications in 2014, she completed her IOM designation and she earned her certified association executive in 2016. She continues to aid professionals in their professional growth while teaching students at the FHSU as an adjunct instructor. Tammy, I'm excited to have you with us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. This is, I I feel like we've had a lot of anticipation building up to having you on the show. So this is great. I'd (laughs) love for you to take a moment to say hello to all the Chamber Champions and share something interesting about yourself so we can get to know you better. Well, and I suppose you're looking for something more interesting that I like the color yellow. So, um, (laughs) you know, Brandon, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your uh, podcast. And certainly, I'm kind of geeking out on, um, oh, my gosh, I'm with Brandon Burton. He's so famous. And so, you know, I, I it is a pleasure to be able to get um, get a chance to to be a part of your show and part of your mission. And so um, something interesting about me. Well, uh, you know, when I was that same question, 
I, I call it my unicorn. What makes me memorable? Um, right. What makes me um, unique? And I, I was going through that exercise when I was coming up with my new business name. And uh, when you are my age, and um, so 50 years ago, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, twins were of natural uh, creation. Um, it was not perhaps infertility drug induced. Um, and so back in the day when I was uh, being birthed, my brother and I, my twin brother and I were one of the only set of boy girl twins that were in our area. I mean, in our school league. And yes, I grew up in a very small rural Midwestern area. And so I, I got mailed to the twins in our hometown. I, I was called the girl twin. And to this day, when I am trying to make a reference of something about growing up and people maybe trying to see if they knew me and, and build those connections rapport. I will explain to them, well, do you remember the girl twin from my hometown? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you. And so that's, you know, that I think it is unusual. I think it's something memorable. Twins are certainly um, not quite so rare these days. But uh, so girl twin solutions, it is that was the name of how I took the journey and coming up with my business. But also, I think it's interesting the the role I've been asked, what's it like to have been a twin? And I'm like, I don't know. What's it like to be a single? Right. I don't know anything different. <laughs> but what I can tell you is that I had one point in my life had to teach myself to use singular pronouns instead of the uh, plural yeah. form. Um, and to this day, when I slip into reminiscing about my childhood, it goes to we, us, um, and and not me or my. And, uh, and I think that's kind of an intriguing forecast into team dynamics. I, I say I've been embracing team dynamics since birth. <laughs> I couldn't say the womb because if you're a science, you know, knowledgeable scientist, uh, you'd know that that's not possible for boy girl twins. But with right. that being said, I, you know, I just think it's, it's a, it's a fun aspect to think about. I have been working in a team environment since a child. I think in ways of how can we do more effectively and efficiently working together. I just, I just have always thought that way That's because right. I could see right away. I could do more when my twin and I were working together versus working apart. Even in the womb, I'm sure you guys figured out some system of who gets to kick when and whose feet go where and all that. So I don't know. Well, somehow I pushed him out first. Yeah. And so I came <laughs> second. I think there was some talk in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you told us a little bit how you came up with the name Girl Twin Solutions. Tell us a little bit more about your company, what you do with the consulting and, and working with chambers, and it just give us a better picture for maybe a little bit more background as we set the table for our discussion. Perfect. Perfect. So as you had shared in my bio, I have chamber experience. I also have teaching experience. And so, um, and management. I've been in three different industries, um, including the chamber, and I've been in leadership roles, executive level. Um, and so I've always been in ways of influencing or impacting others. And I am, I find that extremely rewarding. So then when you take the, the experience of leading a chamber 
and seeing how that role is, it's crucial to be able to influence the, the work environment. And so if you have, I mean, what better way to keep employees in your community and to keep those employees trained and successful, but to offer them those professional development opportunities. So as a chamber exec, I was bringing in different workshop series speakers um, on a variety of different, um, excuse me, different different uh, thoughts and ideas and, and training and tools and to, to help our business community be more effective in whatever it is that they were trying to achieve. And so with that, I then saw that value that chambers were bringing to their communities. And I fell in love with some of those that we continue to see in the industry. Um, Frank Kinney inspired me. David Auker inspired me. Uh, Kyle Sexton, Kathy Height, uh, you know, all of those names I, I was uh, I had in our community or I was working on trying to get them to our community. And so I thought, you know, that's what I want to be when I grow up. And that's, in essence, what I what I have strived to do. Um, in reality, though, I also know that there is an opportunity for um, area businesses to be able to hire, and not just area. I mean, we with technology and the capability of flying, I can go anywhere. Right. But you know, at that point, I also then really enjoy trying to expand the reach, just because I think I have something to offer different uh, entities and. Um, my hope is that business can help, whether it's an organization or whether it's an individual, just be a better version of themselves today than they were yesterday so that they can continue to grow tomorrow. That's so important. Just comparing ourselves to yesterday and continue to see that improvement. And I I firmly believe that's the purpose of life is just to keep Agreed. improving. Um, so thank you for that background. Uh, our topic for our conversation today is going to be around building resiliency. And I think so often we focus on, you know, the chamber professionals that are out there serving, you know, these servant leaders are out there helping their members, helping the business community, helping their community in general grow and progress and get stronger and, and just be the best that it can be. And we often, you know, neglect putting the focus back on the chamber professional and, you know, making sure you're taking the best care of yourself. So we'll dive into that discussion as soon as we get back from this quick break. Are you looking for a year-round, affordable, and timely shop local campaign for your chamber or CVB? Look no further. Build a custom Eat Shop Play mobile app with App My Community by visiting appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat. App My Community mobile apps are not just simple membership directory listings. They provide many more capabilities to engage with your community. Provide your residents with a robust events calendar, Partner with a local fair, festival, or farmer's market to provide a schedule, map, and other resources to promote the event. Run a small business Saturday campaign any time of the year using built-in scavenger hunts. Allow your membership to communicate directly to their customers via push notifications. Your App My Community mobile app will be a unique member benefit, allow you to generate non-dues revenue with sponsorship opportunities, and best of all, provide a valuable resource to your community. 
please visit appmycommunity.com slash chamberchat now to receive 10% off your first year of an App My Community mobile app. Chamber Nation hears from its customers that they help make it fun again to present the value of membership. That's because so much is provided to help each member promote their business, and with monthly ROI reports from Chamber Nation, they know their membership is already working to help them succeed. There are three words in Chamber of Commerce, and Chamber Nation knows that their customers take care of the Chamber, but Chamber Nation takes care of the commerce. This way, both teams working side-by-side deliver a whole lot more in membership value. With Chamber Nation, not only will you have a membership management system, but also a membership development system all in one terrific package. So, save money and be impressed by visiting richardscalendar.com to set up a demo with their CEO or learn more at chambernation.com. From lost opportunities to missed recruiting goals, membership salespeople need expert coaching to push through and achieve. It's how top performers get ahead and stay there. With Next Level Coaching, the Holman Brothers become your membership rep's de facto sales trainer, advisor, sounding board, and mentor all rolled into one. Visit holmanbros.com slash next level to learn more and request a free trial of Next Level Coaching for your membership pro. Hey, this is Izzy, publisher of the Chamber Post Planner, a weekly monthly planner featuring weekly meeting notes, habit tracking, and 12-week goals. Last year, Emily Roberts of the Madison Area Chamber commented in the Chamber Pros Facebook group, this is my first time getting this planner and it's great. It's specific for Chamber Professional and it has lots of notes room. Check out Izzy West's website to get a better picture of it. So you had heard her, go to theizzywest.com com to learn more about the Chamber Post Planner. I have a video you can watch of me slowly flipping through the book so you can decide if it's right for you. All right, Tammy, we are back. As we get into our topic of building resiliency today, I think it would be great just to have you share your story as a Chamber Executive and how it kind of led up to this topic that we're covering today. I thank you for that. Um, I I would imagine a lot of people on this podcast will see themselves in my description. Uh, An executive that has been placed in a position of influence and and opportunity to help a a community he or she loves greatly and, and in a job description that is probably written exactly for their skill set. And that was me. I really felt that I became the person I was meant to be when I was working at the chamber. And I found myself, you know, year five, year six, just depleted. But, you know, I kept thinking, I need to, I need to keep driving forward. I need to keep, you know, keep doing more. uh, Because, you know, your, your success is built on, it, it, it really, people have short memories. So you got to keep striving to do more and to do more. Uh, and and in fact, one time I remember thinking, why do they push us so hard? And it kind of hit me when I realized, Tammy, you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. But who, who are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are they? It's you. Yeah. But at that point, by year nine, I had gained more weight than was healthy. I had removed almost everything from my world that I did that also drove joy. 
um, that refilled my well. If I, I, I love to sing, but I felt like I didn't have enough time to sing. So I cut that out of my world. I love to write though, unless it's writing for something professional. So everything I did, I put my entire time into uh, just almost kind of surviving and focused on the chamber. I I do have a family. I do have a, at the time it was a young son. He's now in college, but you know, it just, I, I felt so depleted. And by my ninth year, I didn't have the energy, the zest, uh, the, the drive anymore. And things were making me mad and, and things that shouldn't make me mad, but I just had a shorter fuse. And so it, I knew that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do in the way I wanted to do it. And so I, I, I did some soul searching, came up with this business, um, trying to refill my well, but then you know, then a global pandemic hit. And so it really made me curious about how how burnout is such it's so prevalent in our society. And it and I was a I was a casualty of it. So through that burnout story, I again that curiosity drove me to understand why could somebody living her best career dream burn out? And what I'm going to share today is is a lot to help others recognize, perhaps through my own stra- trials, that maybe I can keep somebody else from burning out. Yeah. Um, and so it, it truly is a don't do as I did, follow what I say, because I didn't live this. I'm, But I'm trying to now. Well, and I'm a big believer that some people have to learn lessons the hard way, you know, <laughs> and other people, maybe a little more wiser than us, can learn from other people's experience. So hopefully those listening can learn from you, learn from what you went through and, and maybe see those, those markers as we talk about some of these stress indicators and things like that, because that, that seems to be, it was the stress piling on that, you know, eliminated the, the things that you loved in life that you were, you know, taking, eliminating one at a time out of your life, um, but let's uh, you know what what's the difference you see between stress and resiliency and bringing it back to the topic well and you know so stress turns to burnout so those two kind of are on one side and resiliency is on the other so stress stress is is inevitable i mean we will incur stress and it's a healthy part of our life when it becomes unhealthy is when you don't manage it and then you get to burnout. So burnout is the the negative result of stress. But stress, you know, it it can help us achieve, it can give us drive and we the thing that's fascinating about stress is everybody responds to different stressors in their own unique way. And so because of that, the experts really struggle in defining not what is stress, we but why why we get to stress. And so acute and chronic stress can have both short-term and long-term aspects. It can impact our mental and emotional well-being, our physical. And and so, but it's it is, like I said, experts have a hard time defining it, measuring it, and understanding what triggers it and how to prevent it. But this so everybody is in a unique situation. And and if I may just share, I'm going to do some broad strokes today that um, may there may be scalable aspects that each person can listen to. One thing though, while I do believe that I have a lot of value to be able to provide today, I do want to just give this quick little disclaimer. 
I am not a trained psychologist, a counselor, or a therapist. I am somebody who experienced burnout. And I'm fascinated with um, redefining that life and what resiliency means. And so um, please know that if you are at a point listening, um, I hope that I can inspire you, but it, you know, but it may be you need some extra professional assistance on your journey. But back to your question about the difference between stress and resiliency. What's fascinating, though, to find out to become more resilient, you must go through those stressful times. Resiliency is uh, you are able to then deal with that change and uncertainty and be more, let's say, nimble. Yes, people call it bounce back, but it's it's being able to adapt and respond to those circumstances in a more healthy manner to find um, where you can learn from those challenging times, but then also to be proactive and creating boundaries that are that are necessary for you in maintaining that that lifestyle. Um, and the beautiful thing about resiliency is it can be nurtured, it can be developed, it can be learned. So if you feel like, oh, I just don't, I just am not resilient. It's okay. You you can learn that. Yeah. So, so and you're right. It's stress is, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, it's calorie free. You don't always <laughs> see, you don't always see all the, you know, negative responses of stress right away. Usually it's accumulation of stress before you see the negative impacts in your life. Mm-hmm. And it can really creep in in very small doses and it just builds up if you don't find a way to relieve it and, and release some of that stress. But well, I, oh no, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say I, I was reminded of just a real short story that I had heard a few years ago. This, you know, this man he wants to a new pickup truck. You know, he keeps trying to convince his wife, I need this truck, I need this truck. And finally she she, you know, says, Okay, go get your truck gets a truck, says, I'm going to go out in the mountains and, you know, cut some firewood. So he goes out in the mountains, no cell phone service or anything. And he's out there, you know, beautiful riot in his new, his new truck. And he's cutting down these trees and making, you know, his firewood. He's got this big stack going. And while he's been out there, the snowstorm came. So now the, the road and everything is snowed in. He's got his pile of wood and he's like, I better get home. It's starting to get dark. And so he gets in his truck and he's stuck. You know, this nice new four wheel drive truck, it's stuck in the snow and um, he can't call for help. He's, he's just stuck. And he thinks, well, as long as I'm here, I might as well start loading the firewood in the truck. And he puts the, the wood in the, the bed of the truck and, and he tries again. And by having that extra weight, that load in the bed of the truck, he was able to get traction and able to go. So the moral of the story is, yes, some level of stress is necessary for us to get traction and to move forward in a a positive direction in life. But if you get too weighed down, you know, if you put all the trees, all the firewood in the truck, he also would have gone nowhere. He would have burned out quickly. So it's a, that, that story resonated well to me when, when I first heard it. So hopefully that helps somebody else as well. I'm so stealing that. Thank you. Thank you for adding to my future repertoire. You're welcome. (laughs) But it is, you know, it's funny because I thought you were talking about, um, you go out into the mountains with that. I, I thought somewhere your story was going to lead to a bear. Oh, and yeah. so <laughs> different kind of stress. But yeah. Let, yeah. But let me add the fact that our bodies will respond in a physiological, neurological manner to stress in the same way. So we, we respond to a bear 
and 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 our brains are prepared to survive to protect us and they were they were intended to you know that flight fight or freeze mind frame you know very intuitive and so our body looks at a bear approaching us in the same manner that we may have taxes due tomorrow mm-hmm. and yeah, so we, yeah in our um, world today we create these stresses that are seemingly life threatening in the moment when if yeah. we could take a step back, we're like, oh, hold on, this is not a bear. You know, <laughs> this is something I can deal with. But that's it, so it, but that's a, a good point, though. So there's there are these natural responses that come up to stress. What are Absolutely. some of these exact? You, you mentioned the three Fs, but how how does our body respond as we come across stress? Well, you know, there's there's definitely something happening in terms of you know, like if you're fighting, you're doing something. Um, if you're flight, you're obviously trying to escape. Freeze, you play dead. And and so, you know, you may be like me. I almost numbed myself with food. I'm an emotional eater. Um, but but our brain has a split second to move us into some type of action or inaction, as you will, if you play dead. But it's definitely everybody understands that when you're in that stressful time, our our blood starts pumping harder, our adrenaline starts going, there's a lot of hormonal activity, muscles tense. I mean, our sensitivity to, to, to pain is diminishing. I mean, all of that is done as a way to protect us. Senses are heightened, et cetera. And so the brain though, is going to continue to stay in that stress mode to continue to protect you until you tell your brain that it's safe. Your body is safe. And so when you're in that that moment of just whatever's happening and, and you know it when it's happening, that's when you actually are getting past that, you need to have a way of completing the cycle, completing that cycle to tell your brain, hey, I'm okay, we're good. And so because then if you don't do that, that's when the burnout piece comes. And so I do have some tips on how to complete that cycle. Do you want me to continue to share and keep yeah. going? Or? So I'm, yeah. I'm a big fitness junkie. So all things, how the body works just totally intrigue me. And mm-hmm. when you talk about stress, like the fight or flight and freeze being the other one, um, if you think about your body in general, so if you're, you're eating, you're digesting, like your body does, it has its systems to be able to function. And if you're constantly under stress, the blood that should be in your stomach to digest food and, you know, build your body and go, you know, do what your body's supposed to do is being diverted to your extremities. So you can run, so you can fight, so you can do these things that are responses to stress. And if we're constantly in that state, the rest of our body is not going to function optimally. And I mean, that's a lesson that I learned a while ago. I'm like, that's uh that's pretty powerful. So yes, tell us about these cycles, how to complete the cycle so we can kind of reset our body to be able to function properly again. Well, you called yourself an exercise junkie. Let's just, I, I think that's your term, but anyway. fitness, yeah. fitness junkie. Yeah. yeah. Well, so physical activity, I guess at that point is the single most effective strategy uh, that is more an immediate telling your body that you're safe. Uh, and and that certainly makes sense. And if you've gone to a doctor about any type of issues that may be stress related, they're probably going to tell you, well, you need to exercise. 
you know, I wish I was that person and I'm not. And so it was like, so when I would go in those stressful moments during my chamber leadership, I, I, I'm like, I can't even find time to sleep. How am I going to find time to exercise? And it wasn't something I made as a priority and it wasn't something I was interested. And so, but, you know, certainly I understand physical activity, but there are other ways to continue doing this. And so for instance, breathing and breathing is the most gentle manner to unlock any type of stress, trauma, it's a great place to start because you can do it anywhere and any body function, uh, you know, whatever shape or size or interest, we all can use breathing techniques. And so uh, laughter is another, I mean, if you think about having that great belly laugh with your friends um, or over a joke or a comedy, you feel better. So it makes sense that laughter Um, creative expression. I mentioned to you that I stopped writing, but uh, well, stopped writing for pleasure, let's put it that way. But creative expression could be maybe you're a photographer, maybe you're an artist, maybe you're a singer. I also had stopped singing. All of those aspects of creative expression, we, we almost remove those from our life because we think it's taking away from you know, we're adding more stress to our life because of um, it's just one more thing we have to do when in essence, it may be what's refilling your well. And at that point, if it drives the energy forward in within you, then it's a healthy, it's a healthy uh, aspect to continue doing. Positive social interaction, we mentioned the laughter, I think a lot of times, but you don't have to go and just laugh with your friends, but having that social interaction of uh, of having somebody being intentional and and supportive, uh, you know, that we just can find so much whether um, and that's probably why walking with a friend can even be more profound than just walking by yourself or workout yeah. buddy or whatever. A good cry, a good cry. I mean, how many of how, how many of the listeners have really just felt better after they've had this emotional vomit, so to speak, where, you know, you just let it all out, but you feel better. A good cry can release those emotions that are getting trapped within. And affection. Affection is something that um, I, I love the idea of affection. And it's not necessarily with somebody, another person. But let me just share if, if you did the act of, uh, petting your dog or your cat for 20, 20 minutes or less, that can have the same um, amount of uh, release and completing the cycle as a 20 minute walk. Uh, and affection could be if you if you do a, a hug, for instance, if you go in and hug somebody, and you make that last for, let's just say 20 seconds. Think about it's really awkward to do a 20 second hug with a stranger or an acquaintance. <laughs> it's somebody that you trust and 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 that affection level in fact they also have a six second kiss and and think about that if you've got a special somebody in your life it's weird if you did it with somebody not so special i would not recommend your significant other might have something to say about that (laughs) (laughs) but you know six seconds is a long time and you just are in the moment at that point and it just all of those things can be done by anybody 
regardless of your social status, your position, your desire to exercise, your time. You can do breathing at your desk. You just had an upset phone call, um, you know, and or go pop a joke and just go have a good laugh. But it's it's the intentional and purposeful action that's crucial to 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 stopping that small stress to becoming a burnout issue. And so that's that's you need to stop the stress before you can build on the resiliency is the is the thing that we need. Right. And as you went through these different ways to, to process and kind of unwind the stress, some of these things you can stack on top of each other too, right? Absolutely. As you pet your dog, you can deep breathe, you know, as you pet your dog, you can talk to your dog and create some of that social interaction. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, uh, I laugh when my dog's doing silly right, antics. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, people come home and they need to often unwind you know, from the stress mm-hmm. of the day. And what's this, the typical things people go to food or alcohol tend to be those, those two things to kind of numb out and, mm-hmm. you know, be able to get into a place where you can sleep at night and start over again. And yeah. n- neither one is going to eliminate or get rid of that stress load that you're carrying. You're and- just borrowing one moment to add on a, a problem later that right. you're going to have to deal with. Right. And there's a lot of apps and a lot of resources, blogs, vlogs, whatever. And I have a list of resources. If anybody wants to email me, we'll we'll share more of that. But if I have I have something that I can send out to the listeners that can give them other ideas because I it may seem so simple the how we're talking about it today, Brandon, but I get it. When when you're just not in a best frame of mind you kind of need some of those tools at your fingertips. Right. Yeah. I was also thinking every now and then we have the very stressful situation that comes up. You know, you get the the bad news of something, you get a, a text from a angry, you know, chamber member, <laughs> or you get the disgruntled email, you know, and it's really easy to fire back the email, do this, do the text response. And what I've learned is creating space between the stimulus and your response. So you get that text Good. that really triggers you, create some space, do some deep breathing, maybe give it an hour or two before you respond because you don't owe it to them to get back to them immediately. And you're going to be more you know, level-headed. You'll be able to process that initial stress load before you respond. And it'll be a much better conversation, I promise. <laughs> true. I, you know, I often had somebody that just triggered me and every time I got an email from this individual, I was immediately angry. And something about that made me, you know, something about the word structure, whatever it was, when I read that email, I went to an interpretation that was always negative. I sat on it. And usually I would, I didn't do it necessarily. I, I would sit on it because I wanted to share my frustration with my husband later. And I'd pull up that email and I'd read it to him and... And it didn't even didn't feel the same. all those buzzwords. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. What about this made me so angry? And if I would have in the moment, I was ready to just jump on this person. But because I wanted to plot my revenge, <laughs> you know, and, and have my husband help me, then I realized I, that was, that was pretty powerful to realize that, you know, something triggered me in the moment. I interpreted it negatively. 
later it didn't trigger in the same way and I didn't see it in the same light. Yeah. Well, and it's empowering too, when you can choose to act rather than react, like there's a difference there. Yeah. So, so I know you've got four steps to building resiliency. So let's, let's cover what these four steps are so we can help out all these chamber professionals out there who are like, give us the answers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, absolutely. And you know, it, I, I love what you said. It can, it, resiliency and 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 learning from these moments it's not just about getting through and bouncing back through the stressful times you can you can really experience some profound personal growth and and as well as maybe keep yourself from creating more stress and drama later so you know psychologists define resilience as the process of adapting well in the face of adversity trauma tragedy threats or significant sources of stress and it can be learned. And so how you deal with all those situations and being able to come up with those different strategies helps you remain calm, be able to perceive those stressful circumstances in a different light. Um, and and it, it can eventually help you with that, that aspect of um, positivity overall. Um, and, and, and so here's some key points before I get to those four. Uh, challenging times do not determine the outcome of your life. You know, greater resiliency is truly empowering. And it's not something some people were blessed with and you don't have it. No, it is something that you can learn because it inv- resiliency involves behaviors, thoughts, actions that are learnable. But it does take time and intentionality. And it's reframing those emotional reactions from negative to positive. Because think about it, our emotions are driving our behavior and focusing on what you can control is key. So let's talk about that. The four steps that you mentioned are, are let me just first say them and I'll, I'll come back to them. Okay. The first one is connection. The second is wellness. The third is healthy thinking. And the fourth is meaning. So let's just talk about that. Connection was number one. Focus on finding individuals who validate your feelings. Those connections can help you understand you're not alone. Those people, though, they need to be trustworthy and they need to be compassionate. And and but but it doesn't have to be a one-on-one. It could be a social group. And those social groups can come from your civic connections, your religious, your niche hobbies, whatever the case may be. But having the connection is key. Keep in mind, I think those people that were like me that identify um, work ethic as always being busy. Well, what was the first thing I did? I dropped those connections. And in the chamber world, if you think about our connections become almost horizontal in nature, we are getting quantity, not necessarily quality. And I literally OD'd on people because I was just about meeting new people, meeting new people, meeting new people, but not depth of people. And I think in the chamber world, a lot of people are that way. And I can see that resonates with you. Yeah, Um, I can see that. I mean, you're in the people business. And so connection doesn't necessarily mean getting a lot of Facebook, uh, Facebook friends. It's the deeper connection with them. So wellness, we kind of talked about, but wellness can be anywhere from that physical to the emotional, to the spiritual, to the mental well-being. Um, it's self-care. And it's 
it's always something realistic. I mean, I think it's a realistic goal to try to manage stress, but the reality is you'll never eliminate it. So what can you do to, you know, to complete those cycles of stress that we talked about earlier? Or what kind of boundaries can you do in your chamber world? And, um, you know, we can, we don't have time to go into the boundaries, but certainly if it's <laughs> but they important, are important, yes, <laughs> yeah, they are important. Very important. Well, I mean, you know, think about if, if you don't have enough salary wages to continue in your job, to be able to feed your family. And now you're upset because your board isn't listening. You're going to end up leaving because that's, that's, that's a boundary that is important. Well, then why not, why not? try to realistically approach that and go talk to your board. Because if you're going to leave anyway, why right. not try to do that self-care? <clears throat> and so healthy thinking uh, is literally the act of reframing your thoughts. And so if you can look at some of those triggers and understand them better, why? Why do you always react this way to Joe? You know, Joe just walks in the room and immediately you're ticked. You need to be curious about those kind of reactions, but also kind of like with my um, delay on reading the email, I be I started becoming curious. Why was I always triggered by this, e you know, this person's email? Um, and, and as soon as you can, I mean, I, I, I continue to remain triggered. So I just learned not to respond right away and wait because knowing I'd look at it differently, um, but it can certainly a new perspective can help you accept change and live with more hope and positivity. And then the last is meaning. And meaning is finding your purpose. And I think so many chamber individuals are living that purpose. They are working in a job that gives them great meaning. But these are all four steps. I mean, mm -hmm. one itself doesn't necessarily um, do it alone. And so, um, you know, finding the meaning, finding your purpose if you have indeed found the job of your dreams or maybe just that you find so rewarding, what a shame it would be if you're not remaining in that position. Right. And so, you know, focusing on others, fostering your self-discovery and developing goals are ways to find meaning. I love that. Um, as we start to wrap things up here, uh, we've had a great conversation, but I wanted to see if you might have any tip or action item for listeners who want to take their chamber up to the next level? How could they do that in a healthy way? Ooh. You know, if you are depleted personally, how can you take an organization to the next level? I, I mean, you may have great ideas, but if you don't have the energy and the drive to, I mean, you're just dealing with trying to get up in the morning, you're going to struggle in that area. So self-care is the, the answer I'd give. You've got to take care of yourself. And if you're, if you're near, I mean, you may be so fresh in your role and you are just so inspired and energized and you're thinking, Tammy, you are so silly. All your advice doesn't impact me. Well, I would have thought that in my first to three, four years in the chamber, I was on fire. And you know what? You have to be on fire to burn out. There has to sure. be a flame burning so brightly before it can be extinguished. So 
I wish I would have, if I could learn now, if, if I could talk to me in year one, it would be slow down, Nellie. You don't have to achieve all this first year. You need something in year seven. You need something in year 10 and that's okay. You don't have to do it in year one, two or three. And so I think basically being able to create those boundaries that were important and to communicate effectively with those people that needed to support me, whether that was my staff or my board, so that they understood um, the reality of what we were living. And like I said, you know, during this time, I was mad at that group of that faceless, nameless group of they for pushing me. And it, it, it was actually me. Yeah. I like that. So I like asking everyone I have on the show this question. As we look at the future of Chambers of Commerce, how do you see the future of Chambers and their purpose going forward? Well, I could answer that in a lot of different questions, but (laughs) let me, I guess, let's just stay true to this theme of, of resiliency. I find it disturbing and distressing how many people, um, whether it's through Facebook or just conversations with chamber professionals, they, they believe that it's okay to work for nothing. They believe it's, it's what we should be doing um, to volunteer our time and not get paid. No, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if, if indeed chambers are supposed to be the voice of our local businesses, then I think our chambers themselves, our office needs to embody the ideal workplace. And that means I think chamber executives should be creating a safe, a fun, I believe in fun, innovative, sustainable, um, and obviously successful work environment. But I think the the goal should also be create the work environment other businesses, i.e. your members, seek to emulate. I I, I really think if you can be the business, um, the ideal business that others are seeking to be, I, th- I think that um, why then if you can help another business not be so stressed out, another professional remain in their job and remain true to their passion and their work, didn't isn't that part of what we're trying to do in terms of overall workplace uh, development? So Absolutely. that's that's my thought. No, that's great. So I wanted to give you an opportunity to share any contact information with Chamber Champions who'd like to reach out and connect. You had mentioned you had some other additional resources and and, uh, tools that will help them. What would be the best way for them to reach out and and connect more with you? Well, if they can remember my name and spell it correctly, um, it's Tammy Welbrock. And that is traditional spelling T-A-M-M-Y. Wellbrock is W-E-L-L-B-R-O-C-K dot com. Tammy Wellbrock.com. And and then if you wanted to email, it's even simpler. Tammy at Tammy Wellbrock.com. Um, you know, I can certainly I don't mind phone calls and I can give you that real quick. My my only number to reach me for anything is mm-hmm. 785-639-2743. I take texts, I respond to emails, I respond to phone calls. Yes, I even answer those phone calls that say it could be possible scam um, or spam. Like, spam. Yeah, possible yeah. scam. Yeah. And so I even answer them because um, I'm bored. Those can be I'm fun. Bored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, any of those ways. 
Well, Tammy, this is great. I will get your contact information in our show notes for this episode. So anyone listening can go there and reach out and connect with you. But such an important topic. I hope everyone listening got a lot out of our conversation today. And and thanks again for setting aside some time to join us today on Chamber Chat Podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. If you are a Chamber professional, please subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. When you subscribe to Chamber Chat Podcast, new episodes will show up in your podcast app each week as they are released. If you're finding value in this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review in iTunes. But most importantly, please share Chamber Chat Podcast with your colleagues that are in the industry.